that matter most is now easier than ever at Prairie Gardens. Imagine the possibilities, forever preserving those special photos, a family heirloom, artwork that speaks to your heart. Because at Prairie Gardens, you name it, the PG experts will frame it. Every handcrafted custom frame is expertly designed with you and comes with a lifetime guarantee. So when you're ready to frame the moments that matter most, you'll find your framing experts waiting for you at Prairie Gardens. Extraordinary gardening, home decor, boutique, and your custom framing experts. Good morning. I'm Tamara McDaniel, and this is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. Join us. We're at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. Uh, Join us here at the store or join us on our phone lines at 356-9397. You can even text your questions or comments at 351-5357. We have our plant experts standing by, and they include Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, John Weisgarber. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Steve Hi, Brown. Tamara. Hi, Tamara. Good morning. Good morning. Loving the sunshine. Isn't this oh, awesome? I love it. Yes. Oh. You'd never guess we we're going to have a winter weather advisory. I think that's just not very evening. nice of you to say. Why not? <laughs> Well, seems to happen every weekend. At least, yeah, yeah good point. And it, it was Valentine's Day it, this past it, week. It is February. That's Ice Storm Month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Official Ice Storm You know, we're halfway through this junk. Yeah. 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 Hopefully even more than that, but at least halfway through this junk. Yeah. And, and I think it really isn't going to be that bad this evening. Just like maybe two inches tops of snow and uh, just the freezing rain and drizzle that you have to worry about <laughs> that's all for the roads yeah, yeah. yeah well but it's going to get up to like 35 again tomorrow so it, anything can melt and anything that okay. lingers can melt and okay we'll be good to go i again. love your optimism yeah you seriously yeah. That's awesome. well, if you don't have that what are you gonna hold on to the sunshine you know, and if I didn't have that, I would be such a downer to listen to. Nobody would want to hear me on the radio. That's right. <laughs> Get out my uh, valley, yeah, girl. Honey. Your Easter items are so darling. Aren't they you have great? so many new things in this year. I, I, Linda was like, what? Why are you carrying that around? And I said, if I have to represent, if I pick one item to represent all of your Easter items to make me really think i picked out this particular pail i love these pails that you have in they have this uh, vintage look to them that's exactly what they are old peter rabbit looking with his bow tie on and and uh the cabbage around him just like a five gallon bucket only smaller is it? Uh, I was yeah. John's eyeballing that. Yeah. Same. Five well, I'm gallons. At it. It's cute. No, I don't know how much I get water with that. Though. <laughs> well, I could get a little bit. <laughs> it really is cute. It really is cute. Very vintage. Yes. When and you have on a, your Easter hunt, you uh, can put your eggs Yeah. On. There you That's go. That's a wonderful idea. idea. Yeah. That, and you, you know, do Easter hunts. Oh, you can borrow you? John's yoke. It's you not Easter put one on either side and collect the eggs in there. I love it. Hands free. Do oh his yolk his yolk okay oh. <laughs> John's joke what that could be too <laughs> okay yeah mm-hmm. we could do that um, but I just wanted to mention the Easter items real yeah. quick because uh, you Diane shows so some many. really cute stuff yeah and it's uh, I don't think it's a hundred percent in but it's probably seventy or eighty percent in yeah. over there so that's pretty cool and it's so many good. really cute little small items that I'll be able to uh, pick up. Pass along to the grandkids, like little chicks, little bunnies. Nice. Uh, a variety of those. And I love that you have the really big 
Easter eggs. Yes. And they're only like three or four dollars. And they're just so eye catching. Brian has them arranged all beautifully. So of course he does. You have like all of the blue giant eggs with all of these blue pillows and blue vases and blue decor. And it's all monochromatic and beautiful. And fun stuff. Very fun. But and that's those what's carrots. Cool. Did yeah. you see those wall hanging carrots? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Those, Those are, are great, fabulous. too. Hey, Jamaica, and I don't know if you made it further back in the store, right in the middle there, but today is the last day of the 20% off furniture sale. Oh. So <laughs> any of the furniture back there, tables, lamps, sofas, custom sofas, um, chairs, whatever it might be, dining, 20% off. Nice. Through today. So you can make more room for more furniture. Every time I walk through there, I see something else I want to buy. Yes. It's just, it's not fair. Oh, yes. Uh, it, it, sofas. But especially the chairs. Oh, my gosh, your chairs get me. I, just, I want that one, and I want that one for my bedroom. Some really interesting fabrics. I love it. And very contemporary, but also neutral enough so that they will blend in with any of your other furniture yes. that you may already have. Yes. Or speaking of not neutrally not, how about those, um, I assume they're faux leather. Uh, they could be leather, but I haven't really looked. Oh. The green and the red. My uh, gosh. Counter height. Those are awesome. Bar stools? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Not, not just legs. green and red. Screaming green and red. <laughs> <laughs> they are just awesome. And they're, um, they're neat. And they're like, what, 99 yeah. bucks? Yeah. About 20% off? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 20% off. I mean, off. Wow. And they're, uh, they're, already, they're already a screaming deal. They're from Tag. They're, they're from a high-quality manufacturer. Very contemporary yeah, look. Tag is good. Nice and clean. Those are awesome. Yeah. yeah very cool. Very cool. And the twenty percent off, does that apply to all of your lamps as well? Yep. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, good. Yeah. Good. Well, this is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. So so another yes. sale that goes through today is twenty five percent off all foliage houseplants. Really? Yes. No, it's thirty. Thirty percent. It's thirty percent. Let switch it. It's thirty. This is like a progressively downward spiral. All no. foliage plants. All our house plants. All of the house plants, yep. except the bloomers. Okay. So the like the, the orchids up here and the anthuriums up here are not part okay. of it. The African violets, but the the traditional foliage, the leafy everything back yep. there, the yeah. lilies, includes the... all the succulents and the planters. And oh, yeah. we have a great, yep. great selection. So if you need a little something fresh, thirty percent off. Yeah. That's great. Get you a fix in. Need, need some green in your house? Go yeah. for it. All right. I need green. Three five six nine three nine seven. Let's go to the phone lines. Our first caller this morning is Bill. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. How are you folks? Good. Good morning. Great, thanks. thanks. Uh, I've just got a question. I've got a, uh, <clears throat> a regular garden. It's about 20 by 20, and I'm going to build some boxes this spring and have like a raised garden with two by sixes or two by eights or something, but I was wondering, do you folks carry bulk topsoil to fill these boxes in with? We do not. Um, Versus buying a bunch of bags, and I thought that maybe you guys carried that. We do not. Um, you know, you could <clears throat> look at the Landscape Recycling Center. Great choice. You could probably oh, okay. look in the classified ads of the News Gazette, look at, the, uh, look at Craigslist. Yeah. Okay. And look for some listings um, in those areas. Um, I would encourage you not to just buy topsoil. Uh, if you want to buy, depending on how much you're going to actually raise the bed up, you might buy some topsoil, but I would probably be buying 
as much composted material as I possibly could exactly. to yep. incorporate oh, really? into yep. your existing soil in addition to using into the in the raised beds themselves. But um, okay. I don't think what you, you don't want to have one material in the raised bed without any transition or preparation into the ground below it. So if you can dig oh, down okay. um, where these raised beds are going to be and incorporate as much organic matter as you're willing to work hard to do, and yeah, then, I don't uh, mind doing that. I was yeah. going to build them out of two by sixes. Would that be raised high enough? Uh, actually, Anything is going to help. Was, okay, I was going to go two by sixes, approximately six foot long, about maybe two foot wide, and I was going to put a couple of tomato plants in that one. I was going to have two or three of those, but I didn't know how high to go with these things, how tall they should be. So, I think there's a couple so, things you want to take into consideration. Uh, you know how much work and money you want to put into the project because obviously the higher you build it the more you're going to have to add soil and and dig yeah, soil you know, or whatever you're going to have to do. I, I don't <laughs> mind doing the work it's kind of actually kind of healthy i kind of enjoy doing that so yeah, oh, yeah so okay, well, uh, i, I think back work. to the the height the two by six is okay if you went with a two by eight or two by ten you know i think a little bit higher you're just going to get better drainage and and some of the advantages to it in theory if you do build a little bit higher, and if you're going to have these aisles in between, you're going to get a little bit closer to you, so you're not going to be bending over quite as low uh, yeah, to do the work. Yeah, that's kind of what I was looking for. <laughs> nice. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I personally would make them a little bit wider than two feet. Um, okay. Just to, uh, well, i got if I was gonna, room. I can go three. Yeah, if you can go you know, three, then I think you can accommodate your tomato plants a little bit better when they what get a great idea, bushy. Yeah. Um, and then and, uh, as the years progress... I have to rotate that crop like a tomato. I need to put something different in there the following year, uh, back and forth. Or can I go tomatoes a couple years and then and then go to another another crop of some kind? I don't think you want to do tomatoes every year, do you? Well, ideally you wouldn't. And Marianne would probably say it just depends as far as <laughs> yeah. if it, you do it two <laughs> years in a row or not. But in fact, I was going to say that. But I, I, I honestly believe that it's probably best in the long run, to, to rotate it every year. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And, okay, uh, well, thank you so kindly, folks. I appreciate it. Good luck. Have fun with yeah. that. Uh-huh. That's, I think long. that's great. All right. Thanks, Bill. Three five six nine three nine seven. Yes, sir. And if you could even rotate it so it wasn't even every other, every other year, if it was every two, you know, one yeah. out of three or something, you might yeah. even have better results. But And especially if you don't, if you didn't have a lot of disease problems one year, then I would think maybe you could do it again the yeah, second year. Yeah, I, I think that's a big issue. That's where the just depends comes in. Sure. If it, if you don't have any problems, you know, push it. Yeah. And and how well you clean up your debris. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. That's so important. And, yeah. um, and, and also, you, you know, things that are in the same family, like peppers. You know, you probably want to keep those out of that rotation too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and we're just really doing this to avoid some of the overwintering fungus diseases that will live in the soil exactly. for a few years or more. Nice. Um, and then there's things you can do to try and um, kill those spores if you wanted to. If it's a raised bed, you could even take black plastic and staple it or weight it down to the top of the frame and leave it on for four weeks or six weeks once we get some heat and you might kill a lot of the spores yeah, that way because you're going to build up the temperatures enough where you might be able to kill them or we carry an, an organic product called serenade out there that he could spray uh, on the soil yep. and the, some of the debris and that might help clean it up a little bit more 
uh, so you get off to a better start. So if you don't have the ability to rotate, there are some things you can try and do to minimize the, the potential problem. Yeah, and what's cool about raised beds is no matter, you know, the deeper, the better, but but you get uh, the soil temps, it's a little bit warmer and easier to work. Yeah, I, I asked Steve about that uh, a couple of weeks ago because he, he did a lot of raised beds in the home he owned before, and you would get uh, sometimes a couple of weeks head, head start. Yeah, and, and I think, again, we, we I was trying to get a, the point across that it's drainage as much as it is temperatures. Yeah. Sure. And, yeah. and because there's more organic matter in it, number one, it's going to drain away a little bit better. And number two, the fact that it's raised and you get the drainage. But it, I, what it gives you is not just a straight, well, you're going to get five days, you're going to get three days, you're going to get right. seven days. What it does is it gives you an opportunity that if you jump on that opportunity where you may be a week or two or three ahead. Yep. Because you took advantage of that fact that, okay, temperatures are okay, but it's too wet for everybody else to plant. But because this drains away so much better and it's so workable and loose, I can get in there and do something when when I couldn't otherwise. Yep. So it, hmm. it may give me, again, a week or two or three ahead yep. even yeah. just because I just sure. because you could. Yeah, just and because you could. And then sometimes it's easier, like you've done in the past, where you cover it with a tarp or something if you know it's going to have a big rain coming yeah. up or, or you know, sure. that that can put you ahead too. Absolutely. Did you ever, ever cover a bed for the entire winter? I, I haven't. Um, I don't know what real advantages there would be. Because I think you you know you wouldn't get the weed killing advantages as far as developing a whole lot of heat buildup. Um, mm. I, I, so I think you'd be better off with a shorter period of time earlier in the fall, late summer, or in the spring once the temperatures are warmer. Um, and beyond that, I don't know. It just seems to me like you're almost making an area more sterile by not having rain and air circulation and stuff that mother nature has figured out beyond us um getting to that space but that's just me that's an uneducated opinion have I, you ever marianne I, I haven't done raised beds in a lot of years but i i, I used to and it was very effective um to i don't know that i got to go ahead and cover them in the winter time? I, I never covered them all winter long and I, honestly i don't remember covering them that well ever but i i was still able to get out early but like steve said because it drained you it drained well. Spring no, around here notoriously is so much more damp than most other times of the year. And if you have that kind of work to do, you need to be ready before it, it's onset, you know, or, or have right. something like that going on to allow you to be out in it. And I think the other thing the caller would want to think about, too, was not only the size of the beds, but how wide the aisle is going to be. Do I want to make it exactly. large enough for me yeah. just to walk in and squat and do the work? Do I want to make it so I can get my wheelbarrow down there? Do I need to make it so I can have a, if I had a riding lawnmower and a little dump wagon behind it? I mean, yep. how big do I need to make this? And then the turning radius to get into it and the approach and stuff like that. So at least figure that out. And then also think about the path material. Uh, if you're going to have in between the beds, yep. Uh, what do you want to, you know? Mm -hmm. So you, you probably aren't going to want to make the aisle any wider than you want to once you go through that process, because you're just going to have an area for potentially more weeds or other stuff to come up in. Um, but 
Uh, am I going to put bark in between the paths to try and minimize the weed? Am I going to have grass in the pass? Because maybe in some ways it's just as easy for me to, if I have a hand mower, to mow it uh, as it is to uh, to uh, do something else. Or do I want to put straw uh, yeah. in there for an inexpensive mulch to keep the weeds down and, and have an area where, if, you know, hey, it rained, but I can walk out there on the straw and yeah. I don't get all muddy and uh, I can do my work in the bed. And so there's different material. Uh, you'd, so you'd want to kind of plan all that out. And the nice part about most of this is make the best decisions you can and if you have to oh i wish i would have thought of that you probably can make the change you can adapt sure yep yeah later sure. on yeah and the, and you don't want to make the the bed itself too wide you know four feet's usually about the max that you'd want to go so that you can reach across or so so you don't have to go all the way around the other side that's great advice <laughs> to get to the other side so yeah yeah because i i kind of have that problem at my house where they're just like really big. I just kind of have to do the edge and go all the way around, kind of like it's a large circle. I think you have <laughs> to decide really what plants you're going to grow. Yeah. And that's going to determine so much of how wide and, and how big the, the bed needs to be. Okay. You mean you have to plan ahead? Darn it. <laughs> you no, know, or you could plan as you go. <laughs> I'll tell you, the, the raised beds can make such a difference oh, in yeah. the look. I was at my, uh, my son's and, and daughter-in-law's last night. And uh, they live in one of those areas that has like duplex after duplex, after, and they're all oh, yeah. identical. Yeah. Well, there was this uh, woman who moved in just a few doors down, and it was pretty beaten up, the, the unit that she had purchased. And she's fixed it up, and uh, it's so darling now. And one of the things that she did that kind of separates her lawn from, from her neighbors, which there otherwise there's nothing but just one large lawn she went ahead and did just a cute little raised bed just along uh, oh nice uh, along the borderline uh-huh. yeah of nice the it, it, and it looks darling it doesn't look like it's you know a, a strange garden right smack dab in the middle of the lawn or something sure. that's nice yeah uh, you know it's another way to control um the soil, uh, the foundation of your garden, so to speak. Uh, it's easy, probably more easily amended. Um, as Steve said, you need to incorporate some of that material into the existing soil, and then your raised bed on top of that. But uh, being able to amend it pretty easily really makes a difference, too. Yeah. You, were, um, you mentioned foundations uh, earlier, just before we started the show. And, and you mentioned something about how your garden depends on a good foundation, just like a house? Yeah. The, yeah. the foundation of your garden is the soil and how it's what it's composed of and uh, the tilth. And there's a lot of things to consider. Well, maybe not a whole lot, but it just is important to start that right. Because that's, if the foundation isn't right, just like the foundation of a house, if it isn't right, the house is never going to be right or the garden's never going to be right. It, it just helps so much to prepare ahead. Hmm. And so some of the preparations might include just digging it out a little bit and if then you're if you're going if you're gonna, a lot of yeah if you're doing a, a raised bed i think it's really important to to work down into the uh the soil first and then construct your raised bed after that but even if you're going into the soil incorporating uh compost and, and whatever else it is you need to make the soil right and we're pretty lucky around here most soils are pretty good Mm-hmm. So it only probably would be just a matter of compost, don't you think, John? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, think most, most, most people... here. Uh, and unfortunately, what happens here uh, when you have a new construction home 
they they you know with all the digging of the foundation and everything you know you get all that crappy low clay that comes up to the surface and then once they grade and finish the lawn then they put a layer of topsoil on it and so sometimes you're nice. down you know eight inches or a foot and then you're just hard as a brick sometimes you don't yeah. even get that topsoil back you get the <laughs> so, clay yeah so it can be difficult sometimes in, a, in new construction particularly yeah yeah it's part of the process part of the process yes it is yeah and then so so if laying a good foundation is essential what's the next step well, if you're planning a garden. Framing. But, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying, trying to compare, continue wow. the comparison with housing. Did you get a permit? <laughs> Obviously not. Okay. Good. Don't. <laughs> okay. Knowing, knowing about the, the location of the garden you're putting in, whether it's for ornamental purposes or vegetable purposes, it's, it's not only knowing the soil, but the, the sunshade pattern and what time of year, what happens as concerning the sun. And shade, mm-hmm. uh, knowing the water flow, if, if how water drains in your yard. Oh, right. uh, have you ever seen water just come down and just work right into the soil? Not so much. <laughs> no, it flows somewhere, it collects somewhere. You need to know those things so you can make that different or take advantage of it, one of the two. Okay, great advice. Great. Ah, Rick. Thanks, Jim. Then let's go to the phone lines. Rick, I hear you're standing by patiently waiting. <laughs> Good That's morning. Okay, I like I like to listen to you gals gab a lot there. And <laughs> Thank anyway, you. Uh, you're sweet. This, this this soil fungus stuff. Uh, I found out the first year that uh, the after my tomatoes all turned, the leaves turned nasty and didn't produce a great crop of tomatoes uh so the next year i sprayed for the soil fungus but it still was there i found out that the reason why the fungus was still there is that the darn metal baskets that the the tomatoes are inside of has the fungus on it so my question is can i put those in those baskets in black plastic bags to kill because I don't want to get a 55-gallon drum and fill it half full of water and Clorox bleach and soak each basket for 10 minutes to make sure that all that bacteria or fungus is killed off. Would the sunshine in a plastic bag do the job? First question for you is uh, how did you, uh, where did you see or read or learn that that fungus was overwintering on the metal cages? Um I went to your competition there in Urbana and asked them about that. And I said, well, once that's, the water splashes from rain or watering from the soil, it's going to get on the containers that, you know, I had put, uh, oh, like five, five gallon uh, plastic, white plastic, uh, um, oh, not pots, but they're, you can buy them at Walmart for a dollar. They put all their icing in and they scoop it out and they, they say they clean those and I cut the bottoms out. And so that's my, uh, I stick the plant inside of that. And then the basket on top of, or, or around that plastic bucket. 
And uh, once rainfall hits, that splashes on the ground and it gets up on the uh, the metal wire and that recontaminates the leaves again. Do you ever remove that plastic bucket or do you leave that plastic bucket on the whole season? Uh, I leave it on the whole season because it's a pain in the neck to try to take it off once it once it's you know two or three the tomato plant's two or three feet tall. I bet. Um, here's a couple of opinions. I highly doubt that that fungus is effectively overwintering on your metal cage. Oh. Uh, it's it's a they're a they're a fungus spore that would overwinter in the soil and and mulch or whatever debris you have plant debris and can overwinter for three four five years more um, and splash back up on the plants uh, when it gets wet uh, but I doubt if the cage is my problem if oh, okay. I want to just if I want to make sure the cage is not my problem. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about filling up a 55 gallon bucket full of bleach water. Uh, just take some bleach solution in a spray bottle and just trigger spray the cage if you want to. And that'll, Absolutely. that'll kill it. Or you can buy, I've or used, you can buy this. Uh, um, I've used concrete reinforcing wire that they use on the highways for road. Yep. That's I what, that's what I use. That's good. Yep. That, yep. Those things are that's, a lot better than those cone shaped little thin wired oh, yeah. baskets that Lots blow more over with the first 10 mile an hour wind. <laughs> yeah, I use those too, but I, I'd have to drive a, a T-post into the ground and zip tie it to it so it doesn't uh, blow over in the wind. Yeah. But um, So again, I'd be more concerned about cleaning up my leaf debris in the garden. Um, any, you know, if I can't rotate, perhaps spraying the soil surface with this product called Serenade to kill the spores. And the last thing I'd be worried about would be the cage itself. The second thing I'd be a little bit concerned about with what you're doing is the five-gallon bucket around the plant. And I, whereas I think, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's a that's great the, mechanism. Protect it from the rabbits that are out here in the country. Gotcha. Well, yeah. I, and, I, and I get that. But I guess what I would consider doing would be to lift that bucket, hold off on putting my cage around, because I don't need my cage first thing anyway. Right. And uh, I would consider if I want to put the bucket on so I can get off to a little bit faster start so I can easier put a cover on it and hold in some heat and stuff like that, right. great. I think the challenge I've experienced when I've used either a five-gallon bucket too long or even these uh, wall of water season starter towers that you fill with water to radiate the heat yeah. back out is you're uh, restricting the amount of airflow around the plant early on. And if the foliage does get wet, uh, it's going to stay wet longer and not dry off as quickly. And I think that you're sometimes exposing yourself to some fungus disease problems even earlier because you don't have that airflow around the plant. Okay. Um, so sure. so that would probably be the other thing I'd be more concerned about. Then um, I can pull that, 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 that plastic point, yeah. bucket off of the, the tomato plant uh, when it's, what, 18 inches tall? Yeah, yeah. When, when it's pushing, you know, or, or even b perhaps even before that, once you get, you feel like, hey, it's, you know, it's growing that much on the top, that means I'm really rooting down well, and yeah. and yeah. Um, uh, then maybe lift it at that point in time and get it off of there, and then you can put your cage well, on. Well, how long should I leave that plastic uh, on? Like, uh, I don't have any problem going out there today or tomorrow and putting down plastic. 
I can do that. It's a little cold, but I've got some. Are you talking about black plastic to try and heat yeah. fill the spores in the bed? Or yeah, I don't think it's going to do you personally a whole lot of good this early. But if you, if you have weather conditions until, that allow you to get out there, comes around. Yeah, and unless you have something to tack it down to, the the challenge I've ever had with a tarp or plastic is making sure the the perimeter's really sealed well enough to hold in the heat. Because if you have plastic or a tarp out there and you have air rippling underneath it, you're just not really yeah. accomplishing what you need to accomplish. Um, so I've if I if it was a raised bed and I could staple it down or or something like that, great. And if I can't do that, I've used two buys end to end continuously yeah. or even overlapping oh. so I, I didn't have the airflow underneath it I've used firewood if that was what I've had more available <laughs> whatever but works it, but, if you just, but if you just put a brick or two here or there or, or things randomly and you have these gaps and spaces between your weights where air can flow through there then I think you're just cooling it off and you're never really going to build up the heat you need to kill okay, the I got you spores. so when I lay the plastic down I want to make sure it's sealed off good because yep. I've got sure two by yep. fours that I can lay down there. Perfect. Very good. Yep. And uh, and as far as mulch goes, uh, I'm cheap. I have a paper shredder, and I save that in a in a trash bag, and then I dump the trash bag on top of the uh, off That's of the plants. Perfect. That yep. It's okay. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. It's not real aesthetic looking, but. I please me. I don't please my neighbors. You know. That's yeah. all right. That's all right. We'll, just, we'll call it urban. How's that? That's right. Yeah, there we go. I, well, it's a, or it's as a recycling. As my daughter would say, you're repurposing it, Dad. Exactly. Yep. Yes. Reduce, reuse, recycle. That's what they say. Yep. That's a perfect okay, example. Thank you much. Enjoy Good luck. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Rick. Take care. 356-9397. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. It's so fun to be talking about tomato plants. Isn't that awesome? I love it. <laughs> so summer. There's always summer's something to learn. not too far away. <laughs> always something to learn. Yeah. Yep. Good point. But you know what? What Steve was suggesting with a spray bottle with a, a, a Clorox solution in it, a bleach solution in it, that's really a good thing to have around all the time anyway when you're gardening, whether you're using a saw or printers or a spade. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. For carrying. For uh, cleaning your tools. Precisely. Right. Yeah. Okay. Instead of dunking it into a bucket, I know John likes to carry around a five-gallon bucket of of liquid, but I don't. So, you know, <laughs> just get the sprayer out. That's that's easy to carry around, and it's very effective. So. I've learned something today. What's that? That I can use a spray bottle. Oh, that is so cool to I do. I figured you have one on your tool belt already. No, <laughs> I don't. Well, if you I, if you have one, I have a feeling it's going to be some crazy cool color, and not. Just a white milky. Oh bottle. yeah, it's like you know, like camouflage. That's John Weisgarber spray bottle. Mine's, mine's iridescent it's green. Camouflage. Cool. Tiger striped. Neat. I have a dedicated bottle. I I wrote bleach on it with a sharpie with a marker that's not going to wash off, so that nobody has any question about what's in that sprayer. It's like, Smart. I have it around all the time. That's brilliant. Uh, that's where I fail. You are brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> wow. I'll, I'll, one time no, I used we have to live with her the rest of the day. Solution and. Wow. Now I'm like, no, oh, I can go home. <laughs> I can use that spray bottle at home. Well, you now. <laughs> Let's go to the back to the phone lines where John is standing by. Good morning, John. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. We purchased a uh, gift certificate and an orchid. How do I okay. care for the orchid? 
well, I can tell you about the gift certificate. <laughs> I don't care for that <laughs> well, one. Well, I got boom. the gift certificate. I want to know about the big parent of the orchid. <laughs> okay, if you okay. insist. <laughs> well, your your orchid you need to keep in bright light. Uh, don't no direct bright, sun. Bright light. Yes, sir. No no direct sun. Uh, monitor for watering. Uh, you're going to do it uh, about a quarter cup, approximately. Check check the top of the 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 moss or the the bark that it's in uh, to see how how moist it is. Uh, because the houses are a little dry right now with the humidity, you might check it every three days just to make make sure that that it's not dried out. Uh, about a quarter cup of water is is what you would need to put on it. And you know what, John? I, yeah. I, you know how I've decided that it was easiest? Because those orchids, I, if it's in the white ceramic pots, there's not a lot of watering space. So I've taken a squirt bottle, again, not with bleach in it, just water, mm-hmm. and made it on kind of a stream. Mm-hmm. And that way you can squirt it right down into the places where you need it around. I oh. mean, it's a little harder to guess about how much, but you can watch the water level go down. But that seemed like a pretty easy way to water it. Yep. And then, and then just double check it after uh, after about half an hour, uh, just to pull pull it up out of that container, just to make sure that there's no water sitting in the bottom. Sitting in the bottom, right? Yep. Is there a danger of overwatering? There yes. is, actually, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And that's why they're in well, such a really about? porous mix because you want them to, oh. to they, they want to not be in heavy like soil at all, and you know that's why if you see most orchids in the wild, they're Saprophytes that are growing on trees and air roots. What was that, John? The ice cube theory. Ice cube theory. Well, it's it's okay. Put ice cubes on it. You can do that. I have a Mm. lot of customers tell me that they do that, John. I think that's a great way to water also, if that helps you remember how much and when to do it. Um, In fact, I had a a person tell me that their granddaughter would get ice cubes once a week, three of them, and put on the top of the pot and, and watch and watch the melt. I'm sorry, that's a little bit uh, tedious, but yeah, like no, I think that's really a great thing way to do it. If that helps you remember okay. to do it, sure. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for calling in. Have a great weekend. Okay. Okay. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bye, bye, John. Three five six nine three nine seven. Plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. That is a great idea. I didn't even stop to think that it would have it, the water already measured into a unit. Right. Yeah. Okay. But then, are you going to be like John, where you're going to have to measure the water so you know how many ounces it is before you put it in the cube tray to know exactly what you're doing? Or are you just going to get? I mean, what are you, you going to take a cube out and then melt it in a measuring jar? I mean, what are you going to do, Tamara? I, think I mean, it this is this is not as simple as you think. On whether I've been taking my medicine for my OCD problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I might either I, I'll either wing it or I'll be extremely precise. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think. What do you recommend? A, well, I think. Orchids might be a little bit of an exception, but again, most plants you can, if you have drainage, you can't water too much at one time as much as you can water too often. So watering too often is is the real problem, or sitting in water is the real problem. Absolutely. Uh, And and how much you put on if it drains away well is not not as much of an issue. Now, again, orchids aren't going to want to necessarily be flooded each time, but if it's in a really, really lightweight mix like this, it's going to retain so little moisture, it's crazy. Okay. Uh, so, again, I wouldn't be too concerned about that. But what 
John was saying is, you know, pull it out of that ceramic pot and dump out the water or pull, take the plastic pot out and water it that way and then let it drain through properly and then put it back in the decorative container. That's that's the key. But I guess and then how and then how often is it? Twice a week? Is it once a week? Is it once every ten days? Yeah. Do they I don't like know. the? Do they like it moist or do they like to have it completely dry out for a little while? Well, the challenge in the house, like John was saying, is it's so dry uh, with most people's, you know, the HVAC systems oh, this time right. of year. So it's just there's not much humidity inside the home. So okay. that that impacts it right there. So they. You know, it, it, where do they grow naturally? Well, they grow naturally in a subtropical or tropical climate. Mm. Uh, and it's so humid, it's crazy. Not, yep. And not yep. in the ground. And not mm. in the ground. Yep. Mm. And, and the hanging so, trees. So um, okay. it's hard to mimic that inside a home in central Illinois. But good to keep in mind. The, our orchids, uh, oh, this is a really dry environment, this store. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the houseplants or the orchids are not back with the houseplants, which is a little more humid, maybe. But I've gone to misting, a real fine mist, just around the plants, not directly on them, but just so the air is a little bit moist. Yeah. And, and then that's why I like the squirt bottle, because then you mm-hmm. can just turn the little nozzle on the end and get a stream and water down into the plant on the top of the the this is moss. But Do you think maybe a pebble tray near it with water in it would help it or not really matter sure, so much? Sure, that would make, I don't know if it mattered that much, but okay. none of it's going to be like their home, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, 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 and back to mimicking what they they thrive in naturally is if you do have a good spot to put it outdoors once it's warm, so whether it's mid-May or yeah. late May or whenever it is, and you can leave it out there through August or part of September before it cools off, yeah. wow. uh, where you had indirect light, dappled light whatever it might be, um, and the high humidity, uh, I think that's where they're going to thrive. Yep, yep. absolutely. Great. Yep. Three five six nine three nine seven. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Cindy this morning. Good morning, Cindy. Hello. Good morning, Kenra. How are you? <laughs> I just want credit for the original ice idea. Remember the two-liter bottles that my son shot? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. But you Take can it. fill those. You can fill those any level you want. But of course, you know, and then you can chop them any size you want. So the two liter bottles. The two liter bottles. You freeze it, then you can chop them, and you don't have to get all these little ice cubes. And so we're the original ice people. Okay. Now, did you did you do that for your lemon tree, or where yeah, did you? Yeah, we do need it for all for all larger for all the stuff. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well. Okay. I mean, because once once he's gone to town and chopped it in the manly manner that he does, um, you know, you, you've got all these chips, and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to put this small one there and this big one here, and then they just melt. Brilliant. So, That's pretty awesome. What a great idea. Yeah. You're amazing, Cindy. You nope. get the credit. <laughs> We're gladiators, man. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Bye bye. Thanks so much for calling in this morning. Bye bye, Cindy. Three five six nine three nine seven. Plant experts. Prairie gardens. So I think we have just a few minutes left of the show. Uh, what are some things that we should highlight that maybe we haven't? Well, we were going to talk about planning. We uh, did a little bit. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. We did a little bit. That's okay. So maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more next week. Yeah. I, I want to hold up my show and tell. I know Ms. people Scar- can't see it Ms. except right, sitting right here. I just see a packet of seeds. This is a, bulb, a pole bean. 
with a red flower. I just think that's so cool. Oh. So I'm thinking about putting it on my trellises this year that are up against my garage wall where I've put real showy things in the past. I mean, I think this will be showy. But talk about incorporating vegetables into your ornamental garden. You know, that's a big trend right now. Yes. I could put that tomato plant over there or my peppers over there. I'm going to put these, these beans because I think that red flower is really showy. That's cool. Of course, this is a... Beautiful. It might be a drawing. I can't tell. I wouldn't have guessed. Or a photograph. But then do the flowers turn into the beans later on? Yes. They're the fruit? Wow. Okay. Isn't that amazing? Very cool. And how much, how long of a trellis or how how much length do, would you need to support? Okay, so I'm going to read the back of the package, okay. and it's going to tell me how tall this gets. Oh, it's called Scarlet Emperor. Yeah, isn't that nice awesome? name? Yeah. Okay, I'm re- ten feet. Ten feet. That's how long the vines get. I don't have to wow. let them get you that long. You don't have to support it that high because if you did, how are you going to harvest it anyway? Yeah, seriously. I can see well, you on I your little step stool trying to harvest up. the steps. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but she's talking about putting it in a container. So realistically, she's going to, I'm going to speak for her, probably err on design first. And, always pruning. And, and that's right. So whether that's three feet off the container top or four feet or five feet, depending upon how large the container is, she's going to go, this is how tall I want the structure to be and what the look I want. Okay, so the, the larger the container, the larger the plant will well, grow to be? N- well, not necessarily, but in proportion, the, the support might be able to be that much taller in proportion to the size of the container. Um, I have a couple of big containers. Oh, speaking of big containers, oh my gosh, we got in some, we've gotten in oh some great pods. I, I'm sorry to change here, the subject. Folks. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we, it is out of here, though. We, you guys we, are always getting cool stuff in each we have week. Got, we've started getting in the pots for the... Spring and summer. Nice. Uh, Susan's done, and Cindy have done a great job. I, honestly, I've already got four that I'm eyeballing, and we don't have even half of them in. <laughs> so it's like really. <laughs> Thanks, you know, guys. Between the ceramics and there's so many cool fiberglass the containers. The fiberglass are awesome. That, yeah. They've gotten the fiberglass have gotten so much better looking than they used to be. It used to be a plastic pot, not not fiberglass. It's plastic. Yeah. They, and they looked it, but they don't anymore. I've, I've many times had to walk up and touch a fiberglass pot to make sure of what material it was. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm kind of into the this black and gray stuff right now. But We've got some really beautiful yeah, black and, and gray. I like the, just the clean lines of it's it. It's a very classic line, too. That way, that way it shows off what you put in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Very yeah. contemporary. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially the gray. Uh, well, and then you could go with the galvanized steel look along with, if you went with the gray. Sure. The concrete ones. Nice. Fun stuff. Okay, so I'm sorry. I, I did do a U-turn there. But, yeah, there's there's a pot back there that you could put a 10-foot trellis in to accommodate this <laughs> baby. Of course it's there huge. is. It's huge. My is, car would fit in it. Yeah, this is all about, about planning. We're, we're, That's exactly we're right. You have to think ahead. You're thinking ahead about what we're going to do. For yeah. Yeah. And then where the heck are you going to put it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Or who will take the other one that I want to get rid of? Or who can I give it to or can I sell it? Yeah. Oh. We should just trade amongst ourselves. Oh, I Could. think that'd be great. I'm ready. I've got a whole collection already. It'd be just like getting a new thing all over again. Or you can repurpose it and you get something fresh and new. And I have a couple of friends that actually do that. 
So, Marianne, what, what pots are you getting rid of this year? Really? <laughs> yeah. And you just bring them all in and everybody trades up. Well, they come over to my house. They're ceramic, for heaven's sake. Yeah, I'm not dragging them make, around. Pick it <laughs> they up They come yourself. and get yours, or they also bring pots? <laughs> yes, they, both. Oh, okay. it, it works both ways. Good. It's It's really interesting because, yeah, it's brand new for you. Absolutely. So, why not? That is a great idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, I... Before we run out of time, I also wanted to mention that uh, the next holiday coming up is St. Patrick's Day. And you guys have some really cute yard art along with uh, yard flags and mailbox covers. Leggings. Uh Stocking caps. Wreaths for your door with little green top hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we'll be getting the oxalis or the shamrock plants uh, next weekend. Wonderful. I was wondering about those. The purple, the green, and the purple and green. Yes. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Okay, good. Yay. <laughs> Until next time, I hear our music, and I shall go ahead and close the show then. Thanks so much, you guys. I've had a lot of fun this morning, and I hope you have as well. You've been listening to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens with experts Marianne Metz, John Weisgarver, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our executive producer is Jim Lewis. Stay tuned for Saturday Sports Talk up next here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. It's easy being green at Prairie Gardens. And with the best houseplants around, you'll make your home feel fresh and new. Find yours waiting for you at Prairie Gardens in the houseplant greenhouse, filled with fresh new arrivals. And plant experts to help you decorate your home with the perfect green touches. And right now, you'll save 30% off all houseplants. But hurry in. This sale ends soon, only at Prairie Gardens. Extraordinary gardening, home decor, and more.